So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Alltag, and thanks as always to our supporting partners, 3X Logic, Aura Lodge Service, and Intrepid Security. Now, my guest this week is Edward Woodall. Now, Edward is the Government Relations Director at the Association of Convenience Stores. Now, Ed's responsible for communicating ACS policy positions across Westminster, Whitehall, and the devolved nations with civil servants parliamentarians and external stakeholders. Now, Ed also leads the ShopKind campaign, which brings together 130 organizations and retail businesses to encourage positive behaviors in stores. And that is specifically what we're gonna be chatting around today. Ed, welcome. Hi, thanks very much for having me, Paul. Absolute pleasure. Now, lots of important stuff to talk about, but before we get there, I'm always fascinated. Let's, a little bit about you, Ed, way back when, sat at school, staring out of the window. Did you dream of spending your days battling with parliamentarians and uh, trade associations? What what was the intended career? Oh, I, I, I don't think I was dreaming about trade associations. I think I was meant to be a firefighter or something like that. So quite how I ended up here, I'm not sure, but uh, very pleased. I've, I've been at the Association of Community Stores for a long time, 14 years. It's a great place to work and retail is a great industry. So I absolutely love it. So go on then, just give me a little thread. So, you know, firefighter at school, what, what, what sort of stepping stones have you gone through before you arrived at, uh, at the association? Well, I'm um, always focused around uh, uh, policy, public affairs. That was sort of my routine. And uh, uh, the association is very close to where I live. So I applied for a role there some 14 years ago, which is a long time, but just shows how good of a place and industry it is uh, to, to work in. And really, um, when I started, my first issue that I was working on was on retail crime issues and shop theft um, elements. And I've, I've carried that thread through all the time at, at ACS, but it's a, it, it's a great it's a great industry because you always get to work across so many different retail issues and operational challenges. So quite an exciting space. Cool. And then for those that don't know, you know, Association of Community Stores, you and I have, have spoken a few times. I've looked under the bonnet a little bit of, uh, of what you guys do. Um, but for those that maybe don't know, just... Give us an overview, explain uh, the association, what its offering is and what it does. So ACS, we were the trade association for 48,000 convenience stores across the UK. And that ranges from the very biggest businesses that operate petrol forecourts like BP and Shell and the cooperative and Morrisons and others, right down to the single site operators. And, and I suppose the main thing we do to them is representation. We talk into government about what issues matter to them and what how policy is going to impact them. But we also offer comprehensive advice and support and also insights around the sector. So obviously 48,000 convenience stores, employing 407,000 people, investing 500 million pounds in the last year and all of that helps us tell the story about why the sector is important and, uh, and why policymakers and people should be interested in why in convenience stores and the, and the way they serve their community. Yeah, and I guess almost you know, community is the key there. Those smaller stores with maybe fewer staff, longer opening hours, uh, you know, people that don't have access to cars they really are the the sort of the linchpin to communities aren't they so i guess you know you've got to bang the drum loud and hard to get that message across yeah definitely i mean the, the convenience stores have really come to the fore in terms of importance in people's lives you know, the way we've changed our lives post pandemic in terms of staying maybe a bit close to home maybe doing that one big shop a week and then you top up uh, in your local shop. So they're really important to the way people live their lives now and becoming increasingly relevant. So important we keep uh, making sure they get the, the support for them. 
But um, actually, Shotkind and, and the whole campaign is about the whole sector. It's not just about yeah. the meat stores as well. Yeah, and I was interested. So Shotkind is a initiative that, you know, if you like, you're, you've picked up and you're running with. But just explain the connection, uh, why you're involved in it, and then specifically, you know, what is Shopkind and how did it come about? Sure. So Shopkind um, is a campaign that's come about from this stubborn problem that you have in the retail sector of violence and abuse towards staff um, in stores. And this is an issue that is, is not new. People that are listening to this will, you know, are people very aware of it. But the journey we've gone on is, is about um, raising awareness amongst the government around the policing community about focusing more on resource and investment. So I think you know, it starts back in sort of 2017, 2018, we started hearing more from our members about increasing levels of shop theft and increasing levels of the violence and abuse associated with those issues. So ACS and other organisations like the British Retail Consortium and, and the unions that support shop workers started saying to the government, what are you going to do about this? How are you going to invest more resources and time and effort into this space? And um, and actually, we got we got some traction. They started to say, OK, we are going to look at this. We're going to look at the data and we're going to see what we can do. And the outcome of those conversations was a few things. First of all, they said, well, let's get some industry messaging and campaigning and, and, and drive some collaboration, which is what Shopkind is about. It's about giving some funding to, for the industry to collaborate around some common messaging. But they've also done other really important things like uh, tougher sentences, so tougher penalties for people that attack public servant public serving workers. So actually, you know, there's an aggregated offence, basically a tougher penalty if someone goes to court for attacking someone that's serving the public. So we, as you know, as a group campaigning on this, we've had some real successes. But Shopkind is about is a campaign that really tries to make it practical for people for retailers to think, what can I do in store? What's the messaging I can send out to people about that we protect our staff, we care about our staff, and we're asking our customers to think about how they behave positively in stores. Yeah, and, and then, you know, you touched on that, you know, this has been sort of uh, building for a while, but, you know, there's all this talk about, you know, verbal abuse and violence, but what do you think, you know, is it the number one topic that's coming from your members do you think and the and the wider retail community what's the current experience that you're picking up because you probably talk to you know more retail sites than just about anybody else in the uk you must be right up there at the, at the forefront so so you know what are you getting back yes yeah, it is still really an absolute priority because it's about it's about colleague safety and you know retail is a, is a people business you've got to look after your colleagues to be able to look after the customers so they're absolutely top priority for both in the sense of investing but also demonstrating what they are doing um, in communities. And, and, and there's a bit of a journey, I suppose, that's worth describing around this. I mean, when I was talking about when we were campaigning on this, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, pre-pandemic, the level of violence and abuse was very high. We wouldn't have been talking about it in campaigning if it wasn't. But then, of course, during the pandemic, it went up even higher to sort of, you know, unprecedented levels. As the pandemic did, it accelerated lots of trends. Um, and that was mainly driven by social distancing measures, people being asked to wear face masks and, of course, colleagues in stores having to sort of enforce that informally in a way to make it happen. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hugely high and it's it's dropped down. We are seeing a drop down from where we were in the pandemic. That's really good news, but it's still higher than it was before. So we're still looking to invest and, 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 and drive resourcefulness. And of course, people you talk to on this podcast all the time are focused on that. Their professionalism, their investment in these areas is, 
is the most impactful thing but we still have to think about what we can do collectively what's our communal strategy to try and address that and i suppose that's where shock kind can fill that void but just to give you a sort of context I and mean, it doesn't matter whose data you look at on this issue the problem is still huge so our data says 35,000 incidents of violence in convenience stores in the last year the the british retail consortium 80 sorry 867 attacks or verbal abuse every single day and shockingly the, the shop workers union usdor so one third of people working in retail are thinking about a different career because of the abuse that they face. And that just makes it such a business critical issue that we're gonna impact our people that we have to look at. So it's entirely right that people are still talking about this and it's right that we're, we're focused on trying to help people address it. And a fantastic, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm right in saying, is it not uh, the world's greatest, world's biggest employer, retail, you know, so you can't afford to have people leaving the industry particularly when there's shortages elsewhere and it's terrific that you know you and others got government to to take action out of interest where does it sit within you know government who's taken responsibility for this are the police at the top table as well I mean are do you have all of the relevant stakeholders involved yeah we do so this in, in the UK sits with the home office our sort of home department if you like uh, they're, they're leading on it it's the policing minister that leads and we have this steering group that um, you know that that brings the industry together with police to have this uh, conversation at a national level I think what the challenge is is that there's a there's a limited amount you can do nationally and actually you know there's always a sort of strategic conversation around what do we do about this in reality this is an operational thing what can we do in stores how can we build relationships with police so for us in the UK, yes, we're talking to ministers, but we also need to talk to police and crime commissioners at a local level who actually set resources and budgets because, you know, partnership is one way we solve this. The other way we solve this is really how do we get resources and focus on retail issues being an area that is important to police and important to the communities that they serve. So we're trying to make that argument across the board. For every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime, 3X Logic. Yeah, it's interesting you flag up the uh, police and crime commissioners. That's one of, been one of my bugbears for the last few years. These ladies and gents set the um, uh, policing priorities, don't they, for their relevant force. And if nobody's lobbying those to say business crime and uh, and, and assaults on shop workers is a major issue. Then, if somebody else is shouting louder, you know, you end up with with different priorities. So, you know, I think you and others have done an amazing job because you've now got some of those police and crime commissioners who are publicly supporting this initiative. They're appearing at events. They're speaking uh, out around it. So, I mean, that's got to help, you know, raise awareness and, and enable you to get more and more noise and more and more visibility from those that can make a difference. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And I have to, I have to hand it to the police and crime commissioners that are listening. You know, when I look back uh, to three or four years ago, seven out of forty-two police and crime commissioners mentioned retail crime or violence against shop workers in their police and crime plans, the plans that set their priorities. That's now up to thirty-seven out of forty-two. So we've gone on a good journey with police and crime commissioners of doing it. Of course, they have you know, increasingly complex policing and criminality issues to deal with. So it is about 
keeping their feet to the fire on this and saying, yeah, put it in your plan, but also show us that you're going to put the resource where you need it to be. And, and, and you know, Shopkind's part of that because loads of the Peace and Crime Commissioners are supporting the Shopkind campaign. They're Shopkind champions. They're, they're leading it to in their police forcing areas. So That's, a, that's an amazing uh, uh, improvement in numbers. So, uh, and I'm sure you've probably got uh, uh, tents camped out on the front lawns of the, uh, of the remaining, what was it, six or something to go. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to a full house. So, yeah, widely accepted, great, great initiative. So how specifically does Shopkind help? So what does it do and what can it offer uh, people that, uh, that get involved? So, well, so just to explain Shopkind, I mean, Shopkind is a campaign about uniting the retail sector to come together with some common messaging to customers mainly to say, think about behaviors and thoughts in, in your in stores when you're shopping can you have positive behaviors and it's also about raising the profile of this issue acknowledging the fact that you know there is a problem here and we need to collectively um address it so um and and, and the campaign itself is relatively self-help so if you want to get involved in the shop crime campaign it's really easy you go to the national business crime center website you look on there and, and, and I've got a page dedicated to Shopkind and essentially it has lots of materials from posters to social media assets to animations to staff briefings that you can look at and use in your in your business to promote the campaign and talk about it um, in front of house to, to colleagues and, and, and customers so it's really straightforward to get involved. Now I'm not I'm not going to suggest that Shopkind is you know the, the the silver bullet you know this is one piece in the puzzle but actually i think it can really support retailers in elevating the work that they are doing publicly because what i'm always really impressed with is when i talk to different businesses boots or tesco's or home base they've all got their own campaign they've all got a campaign that's about zero tolerance it's around colleague safety and actually shopkind is a way for them to elevate their existing campaigns we're not trying to compete with the work they're doing we're trying to complement what they're doing so one of the things you can do with Shopkind as well as using the materials we've produced is also use it when we promote it in the national media to say, this is what we're doing as a business and this is the message we're reinforcing uh, to our customers. So hopefully it's an opportunity to deliver some really positive messaging to customers about what you're doing, to colleagues about your existing campaigns and really demonstrate your support and focus on this issue, which is a challenge for us all. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of the uh, shop kind materials the, the sort of customer facing side of it and it is interesting you know it's almost it's that age-old thing about pointing out the obvious I do wonder whether people's behavior degenerated because the behavior around them degenerated and then people just collectively went on this blind journey but you, you see people looking at the shop kind materials and they're reading it in stores and I think it makes you stop and Think. And I wonder whether it's just if, if it's there and you sort of remind people of what's expected. Um, and again, for the staff, if it's another layer of reassurance that somebody takes their well-being seriously, you know, it's got to it's got to bring up both sides, hopefully, to, um, to to a better position. If you say the statistics are starting to show some improvement, then, you know, it, it's, it sounds like it's making good inroads. Yeah, well, I hope so. I think there's lots of factors that influence this. But one thing I think that I, I see and observe and also talk to retailers about is that customers are perhaps a little bit um, more likely to be short 
short-tempered or have a shorter fuse when they're in a, in a retail setting. There might be lots of different uh, reasons, but that, that is a change. And it's not just a change that retail sees. I was really interesting. I was in a cinema the other day and they had some materials up in store and it said, don't be the villain in this scene which I thought was really clever for a cinema, but, yeah. but also it was, it, was, it was sort of saying to people, be respectful for staff. So it's not just retail that's facing this change in behaviour, it's, it's cinemas, it's hospitality, it's the National Health Service, doctors, nurses, all those kind of different things. Um, so I think, you know, the, the more you have that collective reminder to people that what, what, what's appropriate behaviour in the store, being respectful, I think it's really helpful and that's, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's just uh, just reinforces it on multiple levels. So look, the, the campaign is uh, is 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 rolled out. What's the what's the sort of aim for it? Where is it in its process? What's coming next? And, and you know, is it a case of going to the website to get involved, or is there other things that people can do? Yeah, so the campaign's in a really good place. We've got lots of supporters. You, you said at the start, 130 different retail organisations, uh, retail businesses supporting it, but also police forces, town centre, management teams, business improvement districts. So it's really open for everyone to get involved if they want to share this sort of positive messaging um, in whatever environments they, they operate or supervise or networks they, they oversee. In terms of the next steps for the campaign, we want to we want to elevate it again. We want to keep this front of mind for the public, front of mind for politicians, and, and demonstrate what retail is doing in this space. So the next big push of the campaign is going to be the week commencing the seventeenth of April. We're going to be talking about it in the national media about encouraging people to to shop kind, and we're going to be developing new materials for retailers to use. And this time, we're going to really try and drive telling the story about people working in store, talking about you know why they love working in retail, what the challenges they face and what, they, what their businesses are doing to support them. So it's about elevating that message from people that work in shops and acknowledging the great work um, that they do. So week commencing the 17th of April, you can the materials will be available beforehand, but you can also support with the national media. You can also support on, um, on social media as well. So I think first port of call is looking at the website, looking at those materials and thinking, what can I use? How can I use it in, in my business and getting ready for that big push so you get to be part of a positive message from the sector on that week we're talking about it? Yeah, I think those uh, yeah, action weeks are terrific focal points, doesn't it? It just allows people to, to work towards it. And I can't uh, not flag up the fact that uh, 20th of April, you are going to be joining us at Retail Risk London in Hammersmith, 21st outing of the event, which is rather scary. So you'll be there uh, smiling face. Um, and I guess people can wander up and talk to you and find out a little bit more as well. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's my first time at Retail Risk, so I'm very excited to be there on the 20th of April. We're, we're going to be talking from the main stage uh, about the Shopkind campaign uh, and, and how you can get involved. So, yeah, we'd love to talk to more people. I'm encouraging lots of people to attend this session, so hopefully they can pick it up in, in their business. And, yeah, really looking forward to talking to all these industry leaders that are, are really focused on this area. Well, I hope you're going to have a big Shopkind T-shirt badge hat uh, and various other bits and pieces we can easily uh, identify by but I think it's a an amazing initiative and the and the progress that's been made with bringing together government agencies police like you say the bids uh, so you know local councils local development authorities uh, as well as the retailers themselves it does feel as if there's a real swell of momentum so it must must make you buoyed and uh, and pleased with where you've got so far 
definitely. We're really energized by this. We're really excited for for the, the next camp, campaign coming up, but also lots of other people have got in contact and they're saying that they're going to support as well. So it's a really great opportunity for everyone to come together on this one. And we're going to have quite wide public support. As I said, we'll be talking in the media. There'll also be um, support from the Home Office and, and government as well. So it's a great opportunity. So, we're, yeah, we're really excited for week commencing the 17th of April. Very, very exciting. Uh, Edward, thank you so much indeed for taking the time to talk to me this week. I wish you every success. It'll no doubt be an incredibly busy time for you preparing for uh, the, uh, the, the action week. Uh, but for now, thank you very much indeed. And I will see you in person at Retourist London on the 20th of April for sure. Thanks, Paul. Looking forward to it. Thank you.